0: And I'm Justine. And this is the Cozy Co-op, a podcast where a games journalist and a creative writer talk about video games. Hi, Justine. Hi. We messed up.
1: We didn't mess up.
0: My computer messed up.
1: Audacity messed
0: up. Audacity. Yeah, so you may be noticing that this is a week late, and that's because, yeah, we recorded an entire session, entire recording, and then when we went to check the computer, because it's not in the same room as us, it, it just blorked out.
1: In like a month, this will stop happening. I promise.
0: I mean, it might still happen. It just we'll actually know when it happens.
1: Right. I need a new computer. I'm, I is what mean, I the need. whole yeah, not posting because of it.
0: We will get this resolved in the future, but for now, you get it today. That's right. We bring you the things today. What are we thinking to bring to today? News. No, but uh, the game.
1: We're talking about Shovel Knight.
0: Shovel Knight. Yes, so... A yeah. good
1: game that Brandon brutally spoiled I'm, for me. Yeah,
0: I spoiled it. Well, maybe that's what happened. Maybe, like... Th-
1: I was so angry with you about it that it shut off the recording.
0: Yeah, like it was saving our listeners from also getting spoiled. But before yeah. that, how about some news? So, first bit of news, I want to tell you about the Fallout 76 character, uh Whoopi? Okay. So, people have found the only... Human NPC in Fallout seventy six. Okay, and, and this is weird because there are no human NPCs. Right, they're all players. So why is this one here, and why is it called Whoopy?
1: Because he's a security blanket.
0: Actually, <laughs> El- uh, can- uh, elaborate. I'm interested. That's what a
1: Whoopi is. Is it? That's- like it's, uh, it's either a dog toy or like a blankie that a kid carries around.
0: Is that, like, an actual term? Yeah, it's like a term. Okay. I know it's from a movie called, like, Home Dad or something. Okay. I didn't know that was, like, an, an actual, like, normal term. I
1: know. I've grown up hearing it.
0: I've never heard it before. That's weird. Anyway. I
1: don't know what to tell you.
0: Here's the fun thing. If you find Wobby, you're going to get banned. Oh, no. It's because this character only exists in a developer room in the game.
1: Did they do that as bait? No. Okay.
0: Oftentimes, when developing a game, there will be a room only developers can access. This room will often include all items, for example. Oh. Because they, they use that room for testing. Yeah. Whoopi is probably there as, like, a, 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 a dummy, uh, a punching bag, something that they can test the items on. Mm. And that's probably the reason he's there at all, you know? Okay. But, Yeah. Uh, Players found out a way to hack themselves over to this developer's special room, which, of course, means you've been cheating, which would get you banned. Yes, but it was worth it. And so this is that—that's—that's who Whooby is, and I hate it because I so badly want to find him for myself. Make a new account, but I know I'm going to get in trouble if I tried. But yeah, I'm also not going to say how to get to him, because...
1: Right, that's however- illegal.
0: Yeah, oh, no.
1: It's illegal. It's immoral. It's illegal. The police will come to your door.
0: Okay. But if you want to go... If you want to see what he looks like, you can check it out on, the, on my website, thelizardrock.com. I'm writing a thing about it.
1: This is like getting into Walt Disney's apartment above the
0: And finding um, out that firehouse. Mickey Mouse is real.
1: I guess. <laughs> That was what the Nuka-Cola thing was based on.
0: Yeah, you actually met the uh,
1: Mr. Ray cola. William
0: Bradburton or something Ray like William
1: that. Ray William Nuka-Cola. Ray
0: William Johnson.
1: Ray William Johnson. <laughs> he said, look at this cool video I saw. Check out
0: my new beverage equals three cola. <laughs> anyway, next bit of news. Zelda 2 and Blaster Master are going to be implemented in the NES library for Nintendo Switch. Cool. I'm very excited. And you know this because I keep, I've been talking about Zelda 2 for the last like two weeks. Because you're a nerd. Because I really like Zelda 2. And, you know. I, I find it funny because the day before they announced that they were going to add Zelda 2 to oh, this yeah. library, I tweeted at Nintendo of America going, hey, you should add it.
1: You have superpowers. Like,
0: I know that they probably solidified this decision before I said no, anything. No, you
1: just hold that much sway with Nintendo of America. But I,
0: I would love it if that, like, I was the tweet that, like, the one day Rigi fils decided to check Twitter. He's like, oh, they want that? Well, let that's, that's a good, good idea. <laughs> like, Thank you, blizzard rock i think i have it currently as a normal variation of brandon yeah (laughs) because you're
1: in the you're in ordinary time
0: yeah oh and because you know really she's the man he only comes out and checks twitter like once a year and like if he tweets back that's how you know if there's six more months of winter oh my god or something like that
1: six more weeks (laughs)
0: next business of news
1: winter is not six (laughs) months long
0: (laughs) the vive cosmos So, you know the HTC Vive, the VR headset for PC? The one that broke your TV. I broke my TV. I'm not letting it take credit. That was me. (laughs) I took that boy down. (laughs) But yeah, um, the same people have announced their next VR headset called the Cosmos. And they're advertising this one as they want it to be an easy-to-use option for more casual players. For example, you know, like, the bulb thing they've got on the ceiling called the lighthouse system? It doesn't use those. Okay. Matter of fact, I don't think it even has cables. Either that or they're Photoshopping out all of the cables. (laughs) Because you don't see cables on this thing. We don't know a lot about this headset other than, like, they're saying 85% of VR users find that ease of use is the highest priority. Which I yeah. I get it. Half the reason I don't use my VR is because I have to unplug a monitor, you know, to be able mm-hmm. to plug it in. I have to replug in the Lighthouse system. It's a bit of a hassle. It is. Yeah,
1: I mean, same with the PlayStation VR. Really, you have to like hook it all up and put it oh, on yeah. instead of just turning it
0: on. And which I guess if it's in the living room, that'd be easier. But true. Whatever. So it also does something with your phone. Hmm. I'm saying it's the the trailer that they released. Shows very little details. Yeah, all I all I understand is that it does something with your phone, and the 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 PR guy also said it's not limited to the capabilities of a PC, which implies huh. it can be powered by your phone, maybe. Or okay, I, I don't know. I don't
1: know. A lot of I, guesstimation.
0: I kind of hope it's that you can use your phone through the VR. Because I would love not having to take the headset off every time to check my phone, you know. Mm-hmm. Just a notification on screen or something would yeah. be really handy. But we don't know. We don't know. That's the last bit of our news. I wonder if it's going to be portable. Maybe. I I have a. I'm just worried. Just walk
1: around with your VR on. I, I'm just like w- wearing Ready Player One.
0: Oh, that'd be great. Get on the subway. Don't do that. <laughs>
1: You'll You're miss gonna your get stop. mugged
0: or just groped or there's no good thing. Dude. Oh
1: man, remember the.
0: Yeah should we add that in here yeah okay so the consumer electronics show took place recently which uh one of the things that happened is they and a lot of people are announcing this vr partnership with ride sharing companies like mm-hmm. uber to where you can enhance your uber experience by by interacting in vr while they're being delivered
1: don't do this
0: and yeah it took me I had to go to you to ask, why are people weirded out by this? Because it didn't click in my head.
1: Yeah, you were like, that would be so cool. Uh, No, no,
0: I did not say that. I I do not think think it's cool. I think it's dumb. Okay. But I didn't understand why people were upset at it.
1: It is because when you put on... It's basically saying, hey, willingly put on this blindfold while a stranger maybe takes you to your destination. Maybe somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That is... So, like, as soon as you Especially if that, it's VR,
1: it's like, oof. because if you were just blindfolded, you'd still be able to hear and pay attention to your surroundings. If you're in VR world, you're oh, not yeah. paying any attention at all. Let's
0: just cut off all of your external senses. And you're
1: not even going to have a sense of time.
0: Mm-mm. Oh, no, no, there's no sense of time in VR. Nope. You're right. So You will
1: be absolutely 100% unaware of your surroundings until suddenly you're not where you're supposed to be. I mean... I'm I'm not fear-mongering here. This is, like, but that a is, recipe for disaster. That is a
0: valid... Con- and that's what a lot of people are saying, is this sounds like a horrible idea. This is a nightmare. And, like, even at its most mild, I could imagine just Uber drivers intentionally taking the long way to rack up their... their right. fee, toll, whatever. Yeah. And, of course, yeah, you're not going to notice because you're in VR. So, there is that no was a thing. There is no
1: service that you should be provided where you are able to completely ignore what's happening like you don't want to do that at the dentist you don't want to do that when
0: VR dentist (sighs) no that also sounds terrifying actually
1: yeah can you imagine being in a different like in Skyrim but also someone is around in your mouth
0: piercing oh oh look (laughs) at you being an adult I'm gonna have to censor that one out (laughs) editor Brandon you take care of that you put in a Kirby sound effect instead
1: (laughs) Naughty. Slipped out.
0: Naughty, I'm going to judge you over here.
1: I have such strong feelings about people literally willingly blindfolding themselves while someone else is taking care of something like that is just...
0: Can, can I express a moment of truth with you? Sure. I'm a little embarrassed that I didn't get that immediately.
1: Um, It I, took me a couple seconds, but...
0: I knew I knew something was off, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, now that we're done swearing...
1: I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> How about we talk about Shovel Knight? <sighs> are, are you are you buggered that we have to talk about it again? We
1: did the entire... It's not even as bad as when we did... Okay, so when this happened, when we did um, We Happy Few, we still have not revisited it because it's Yeah, we just didn't go
0: back. <laughs>
1: and then um, when it happened... Sea of
0: Thieves with another.
1: No, Sea of Thieves... The we... audio just wasn't great. Like, I still have the copy of it. Yeah,
0: it's still garbage but, audio. um... Which we may actually st- want to go back st- on that. stop. I'm sorry. I'm excited.
1: The Star Wars one, um, the power went out in the middle of it, so we only had to redo the beginning. Right. Which wasn't as bad. But this one, we got through the entire thing. There were ups and downs. I got angry. <laughs> And now we're going to have to go back and do it again and revisit these awful so <laughs> things that you said to me.
0: We... Wow. <laughs> we may have to actually revisit Sea of Thieves. It's updated a few times, and it's a very different game now.
1: I would love to revisit Sea of Thieves because I did research on pirates for that one. <laughs> it well, was so cool.
0: Whoa, well, well, Spoiler alert, fans. That may be something we do in the near future. Sure. Shovel Knight. So...
1: I like Shovel Knight. I, I don't do too. not remember the things I said because we'll I, I kept them in my brain long enough to say them on the podcast and now
0: they're gone. <laughs> so Shovel Knight is a 2014 indie platformer game developed by Yacht Club Games. It was a hit. It was a hit. A big hit. People loved it because it was this really well-designed tribute to like the NES uh, era of gaming. Mm -hmm. while still maintaining, like, modern convenience and quality. Yes. And all while having, you know, it was being creative and unique in its own right.
1: Yeah. um, A point I like to make is that this is the first side-scroller platformer that you've introduced me to that I've actually liked and been good at. Like, I liked Castlevania. I made a point to say that I really like the game. I was just very bad at it. Um, But Shovel Knight is a game that I was very into, like, the premise of the artwork for. um, And I can play it fairly easily. Like, I can actually get through things and not feel like I'm just banging my head against a wall.
0: Which, funny enough, I feel the opposite. Really? Oh, yeah. I'll die in the same exact spot, like, Four times on levels and for you, baby. I don't know why. Some like it'll be something as simple as jump up this ledge, and I'll just miss every time. You gotta. I, I don't know. I'm bad at shovel night for some reason. Because
1: your short term memory is shot. Yeah, also <laughs> like it's a
0: new experience every time.
1: Because we were talking about the levels where there's lightning flashing and oh
0: yes, so right. So
1: it's pitch black. It's almost completely dark, except you, for like you know, windows or whatever. It's
0: silhouettes of things.
1: Yeah, and then the lightning flashes and you get a brief glimpse of what the room looks like. And you said you have a lot of trouble with that because you can't remember, like you can't oh, retain. yeah,
0: as soon as the light was gone again, I forgot where that platformer was.
1: But I have really good memory. I can grab hold of things really well. So once the light flashes a couple of times, I'm pretty solid on where things are. I just need to wait, you know, a few seconds here and there. Oh, yeah. But I'm also very accustomed to dying a lot in mm. video games. So, like, I may have more patience for that than you do. That is quite you possible. You did see me in Smash yesterday just going at Bayonetta until oh, I like, finally... I should have stopped and come back, but, like...
0: Yeah, that was a rough I was was a angry spirit fight.
1: Because when I'm in a situation... There have been a few spirit fights, and, this you know, this applies to, like, Shovel Knight and stuff, too, because I if I am in a situation in a video game or I can't get past it, I'm usually good at knowing when I'm not getting past it because I don't have everything I need, like the upgrades that I, you know, would help me Mm -hmm. or when there's something that I'm missing about the moment itself, I need to keep trying and doing a different strategy. And, um, so a lot of shovel night is just, Figuring out a different strategy.
0: Um, oh, you know what? A character with a counter probably would have been really good against Bayonetta. Maybe.
1: Yeah. That maybe. would have been.
0: I don't think you would have had one at the time.
1: I probably wouldn't have been good at it anyway. Fair enough. But uh, that was my issue with Bayonetta. Was I? I had pretty much as good a team as I was going to get against her, for the moment, and it wasn't working. I just had to keep trying. And that's a lot of Shovel Knight, is, like, maybe I didn't realize I could jump on the chandelier, and that's why I kept falling to my death. And uh, with the bosses, you know, usually you have to die once. As, you know, just as long as you can figure out what the pattern of the boss is, what their moves are, what you're supposed to avoid. Um, I didn't die to King Knight. Because oh, I figured yeah. it out pretty well that he just stops whenever he launches the confetti or the trumpet or whatever. And I was like, all right, I will I, just
0: jump on him then. I still think you got lucky there. Probably. That confetti is wild.
1: I, I don't know. I just got, I was like, I probably shouldn't touch that confetti. And I just like, I don't know, avoided it, it. It was
0: everywhere.
1: oh yeah, there's spaces between the confetti.
0: <laughs> so, and you're small. So Shovel Knight, it was de- designed and directed by Sean Velskin. Velasco <clears throat> and it has music composed by Jake Kaufman with two of the songs in there being contributed by the Mega Man composer Manami Matsume
1: there are a couple songs that have uh, very high energy to them oh, like yeah. the Mega Man soundtrack does
0: I don't know what songs they were I probably should have written that we down should, yeah. but that's still very I have cool. a
1: feeling that this was exactly something that you said last time
0: <laughs> Probably. I am a creature of repetitive habit. I, I really like the music, it's one of my favorite aspects. It, cause like, I, I... It uses, it uses like a, a spe- It follows the restrictions of certain NES games as long as they have the correct sound chip. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, a lot of NES games had hardware in the cartridge to like, give them bonus effects. Like, some had batteries to allow you to save the game. Some had this special cartridge that gave you more audio uh, channels. Because the NES is restricting what audio channels it can use. It, it's like a sine wave, a saw wave, or I think it's like two saw waves, right? and a static wave. And like this one added in, I believe, three more. And yeah, the entire soundtrack to Shovel Knight stayed within those limitations, and it still sounded just poppin' yes. Like that, uh, Strike the Earth is the one most people know?
1: Yes, I love Strike the Earth. That is my pump-up song.
0: It is. It's a pumper. Mm.
1: Stop! You... I think I
0: actually said that last no, time. No, oh you my said God. a different
1: one. You said it's a pump song, and now you made it worse.
0: Wow. I really How am repetitive. How do you repetitive. like this? I really did... Okay. Ooh, I'm having some weird deja vu You now.
1: are just the worst, is what it is.
0: I am sorry. But... The game it, it it started on Kickstarter and it was it's one of the most successful Kickstarter projects of all time not like on a pure monetary basis but like on it got successfully funded it was loved it released and then it remained to be loved and grew beyond that. You no know, it's not one of those like we raised 5 million dollars and it does nothing kind of. Yeah. Kind of, uh, they did a really,
1: really good job with it. I think this was a Smash hit.
0: Oh, yeah. And speaking of which, it's gotten so big, Shovel Knight is an assist trophy in Smash Bros. Like, that's yeah, that's a crazy good accomplishment from an indie game, you know?
1: Do we okay? I know we're not talking about Smash, but like, what are assist trophies?
0: They're an item. They're the ones that like they're or they they look like the Jetsons orb bubble whatever and like there's a the little sh- silhouette guy inside.
1: Oh, I haven't seen those.
0: They're an uncommon item. If you grab them out, will pop a random person from some franchise and they'll fight. For Is this you.
1: how you got Bomberman that one time? Yes. Okay.
0: That's how. Like Bomberman, he's an assist trophy. All right. In, gotcha. in Smash Bros. Culture. Like, when a new game is coming, you'd know if a character is or is not going to be a fighter by if they're in Assist Trophy.
1: Yes. Because okay, so they won't be both. This is buffed. a Shovel Knight episode.
0: Yes. So, it started very well on Kickstarter and it's grown. It's in all, Shovel Knight has since made an appearance in all sorts of different games. You know, like I said, Smash Bros. I think he's in, like, Battle Chef Brigade... Uh, other fighting game. I can't really think of any at the moment, honestly. But okay, I've not been keeping track of time, so I don't know how close it is.
1: Eleven twenty-four. I think we started around 15
0: Well, how about the ad break now?
1: It's been like ten minutes. Ad break now. Then. Okay.
0: Come on down to the village. The gastronomer has fresh, never frozen griffin leg for the low price of a single meal ticket. And for only a thousand more gold, you can visit the magiethith for a delicious tonic. For a limited time only, try our new trout bowl shake. Village, eat food. You know it's not as funny as the second time
1: because you didn't mess it up this time.
0: Did I mess it up the first time? Yes, you did. Oh. Wait, is that better? You- It's
1: better if you don't mess up.
0: Oh, okay. I try to not mess up. Okay. So, Shovel Knight. The Gastronomer
1: is pretty dope. I
0: love the names. The names are so much. Yeah. The Gastronomer is a guy that, when you bring him a meal ticket, he will give you a food thing and that increases your maximum health. Yes. And he's called the Gastronomer. He's
1: very good at food.
0: He is. He's so excited to be. There for food. For
1: he you. really is. He's he's like a rock star as far as food is concerned.
0: Yeah, enthusiastic.
1: I remember last time I made the comment of if he was if he had magic involved, he'd be a gastromancer.
0: Oh yeah, that has to be something. I might Google search that later and regret gas, it.
1: Gas, gastromancy. Gas,
0: gastromancy. 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 That's my. That's gonna be my D and D subclass. Sure. That's probably a thing as well. Uh, yeah, like, and then next to him is a magicist, which she brews potions that increase your magic Mm -hmm. usage. Kind of like pharmacist, but for magic. Yeah. So that's where, I was trying to figure out where the, what, what the word combo was there. The majesty. What was that one show to where, like, these two knights would be half of a word and they would collide into each other to form a word?
1: Wasn't that on Between the Lions?
0: Yeah, that's it. Between the Lions. yeah, and there's just a guy going, buh. And otherwise, like, kuh, ba, kuh, ba, kuh, bike. Like, all right, so that's how words are formed. (laughs) Yeah, by night smashing it. I remember cliffhanger. (laughs) Cliffhanger. Hi, I'm cliffhanger. (laughs) Okay. I'm here to sell you discount clothes. Stop, okay. Um...
1: He it's hard.
0: He doesn't tell you how much it costs though.
1: I'm sorry guys. It's so hard to focus <laughs> when
0: we've done this already. Yeah, and it's like in the it's 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 earlier in the day than we're used to as yeah. well. It's we're not good at schedules. Yeah. But I love the NES homaging.
1: They do like re-godes. I said, they do a really good job of uh, keeping true to how those games play. And how they... Okay, okay, okay. This was something I had talked about last time. So, it does a very good job of teaching you as you play. A lot of old NES games came with a booklet that you were supposed to read and, you know, get a feel for the story and stuff. Shovel Knight gives you the story in the opening cutscene, and there's not a lot to it, so you can figure it out as you go. But your gameplay... Uh, the first level is very informative without giving you any. I think the only time I saw any text for what I was supposed to do is when I made it to the village and the guy was like, "Press A to talk to people." That was it. The rest of the time, I f- it was, it's just jump and shovel.
0: I think. Uh, I think the guy who sells you items tells you how to use them. That also. Does.
1: Yeah. True. That. Um, which, which is, is nice, because I did not know how to use my items when I was playing Castlevania.
0: Which is the same way, actually. Yeah. Y- you can see a lot of, like, Castlevania in this game.
1: Yes, the items like, specifically.
0: The, the Yeah, you have, like, the various items. The There's an anchor item that operates the same as the axe. Yeah. Uh, The castle in the background reminds me of, like, Castle Dracula. The Castlevania.
1: Yeah. And that, just the fact that, that you have
0: to press up and button to use your item by default.
1: Um... And then there's... Uh, I don't think it's up. I think
0: it's... It's up.
1: Directional.
0: It's up. Up and then or I... I think it's like up and Y for the switch.
1: It's the Y button.
0: It's definitely up and Y.
1: Okay. um, But when I was going through the first level, you know, there were moments where I was like, okay, I have to jump up to this ledge, but it's too high. Also, there's this weird bubble that seems to hurt me whenever I run through it, and bursting it doesn't do anything... Because a new one just shows up. And I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I was like, hmm, I wonder if I should jump on this. And so I jumped on it. And then I made it up to the ledge. And then, like, the next every level, there's, like, a bubble that you need to jump on to get somewhere. And it's, like, a little more dangerous to do that. But it's also not hard.
0: hmm And the game also does a fantastic job of giving, like, giving you the item you need to do the new thing. Like, every time you get a new item, like, though, you go forward and you see the map. Mm-hmm. You find the chest, and inside you find Chester, ha, 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 and he gives you the item. Yes. And then the way back, you have to use the item. Yes. And, like, it kind of forces you to learn the item before you can even return. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. I like that. But uh, yeah, you, you, the, the magic system, like, you have so many items... It's an itemized magic system. Yeah, that's another Castlevania bit.
1: It's very easy to switch between them. Yeah, I did notice that because in other games, you know, you pick up an item and you put down the uh, the Castlevania where you play Richter, the uh, Mm -hmm. the one that's not Symphony of the Night,
0: Rondo of Blood, Rondo
1: of Blood. Um, In that one, you pick up a web like a an item you have to put the one you're holding down.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but in Symf- Symphony of the Night, when you're playing Alucard, you can just pick stuff up and it's in your inventory and you can select it if you need to use it for the next you know, mm-hmm. level or whatever, um, which is how Shovel Knight works. You just collect relics and magic items and then you can switch between them. I didn't realize you could switch between them. I thought um, when you entered a level, like one of the castles or whatever... Mm. Once you entered it, whatever you had equipped is what you go with. So, like, there were a couple times when I just kind of went past fishing areas because I was like, oh, I have my fire thrower equipped. I gotcha. But then I realized that you can actually switch between them, which is, like, not so much an ingenious game mechanic as me just, like, not knowing things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, they don't tell you, you know, go to the menu to swap or press L and R, but... But it's, yeah. When you fiddle around with buttons, you eventually figure
1: True. it out. True. That's, that's it. It's like, it's not dangerous to fiddle around with buttons. You just do it. Yeah.
0: One of my favorite aspects, though, is the color palette. In that. So pretty. If I'm remembering correctly, it's that they limited themselves to the standard NES color palette with the exception of one color. And I think it was a, a skin tone. Mm. Either, it, was a, it was either a skin tone or a brown. I can't remember which. But they added one additional color to help keep things looking nice. Yeah. But they kept themselves within that limitations. And, like, you'd think that'd make it look very basic and, like, unappealing in terms of color scheme. But it still looks
1: it. It's very crisp. Yeah. It looks really... I think that makes a lot of difference. Like, if the NES games had been made for what consoles look like now, they probably would have looked a lot better. Oh, yeah. Like, with the, you know, the color stuff isn't really what made them look as pixelated and clunky.
0: <laughs> and, and well, a lot of times uh, NES games were actually developed with, uh, you know, kinda CRT TVs, the, the scan line effect. Yeah. They were built with those in mind. So some games actually look worse when they're on a perfect pixel display.
1: Right. Because that's not what they were build. They were not built for such scrutiny.
0: You can really see... Like this kind of stuff when, when, don't do this, folks, when you emulate an NES game. Because then <laughs> yeah. you can see, like, what it was on your computer monitor. Mm-hmm. And then you can add filter screens to it, like a, a the, the, the Nintendo Switch NES library thing has an option for fake scan lines, which I, I have turned on because I just think it makes them look nicer. Yeah. Because that's what the games were designed for at the time. Yes. Authenticity, yeah, like I love that. They, yeah, they they kept it so authentic, and that really does it for me in my hipster retro self. Yes, I love it. Now, I want to talk about the DLC. Okay. So there's there's technically three DLC for this right now. There it is. You can it is like Plague Night was it's
1: it Plague Night and Spectre Night. And, and King Knight. King Knight.
0: They, the main story is called, like, Shovel of Hope. Oh. And then after that was release, they came out with DLC, I can't remember the names of, where you played as Plague Knight, the potion-throwing alchemist mm-hmm. with a bird face. His
1: design is so cool. He's got the Plague Doctor look. Yeah, I yeah. really
0: I really like Plague Knight's everything, honestly. Yeah. And then Specter Knight, the prequel he sang, and, like... You have to play as them, and a, a, a lot of times when you would play, it actually put you in the same levels as the oh. ones in Shovel Knight intentionally, but, you know, shifted to accommodate. And, like, it actually shows how well those stages work, even when you have an entirely different tool set. Right. Because, like, you don't, you, the, the, the items work different. I've only played the Spectre Knight DLC. I've not played the Plague Knight one. And, like, the magic is different. Mm -hmm. uh for example you have a magic bar instead of numbers for example and like the items are changed it's just fully different well not long ago they released what they called the treasure trove edition of shovel knight yes which is like the complete edition yeah which also came with a third DLC called king of cards where you play as king knight yes i don't know anything about that one either i've not played played it it yet yeah but they're not done they're still developing this game or at least they're developing content for it.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: And it's actually going to be a, a multiplayer mode, like a f- yeah. not like a co-op, because this game has co-op too. By yes, the way,
1: yes, we can play together.
0: And it's so much fun. I like it. It doesn't make the game easier, I don't think.
1: There are a couple things like if I'm so sometimes when you go to get a treasure chest or one of the bard's music scrolls, um, it's a very difficult place to reach, and then you still have to go back the oh, other yeah. way. But there was one time I went to go grab one, and then you just walked back through the frame, and it took me over to the next frame with you, and I didn't have to come back.
0: You know, and it's nice because, like, yeah, if if one person dies, it's not a game over; they can return at cost of dividing the other player's health and
1: Yeah, health. it's like in Hammer Watch when you can resurrect somebody, but you
0: do lose. Um, but you're tied to them.
1: Yes, you're tied to them.
0: Yeah, and you know. You don't gain any additional life by bringing the person back. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, it's nice because, yeah, if someone falls off the ledge, it's not an immediate game over. However, it can get confusing and a bit uh, uh, crowded Mm -hmm. with two players.
1: Yeah. You kind of have to... It it is made for individual play.
0: It is. I'm glad that they implemented the co-op option, though.
1: Yeah. I like that
0: they, they did that. So I think COD's only good for if you're just one to have a silly old time. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're going to release a like against each other multiplayer battle like, here in the near future. I so think it was February, March.
1: I can be, bye so and you can, can be cur.
0: Yes. And then, <laughs> and then we no can just collide bike. Shovel, 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 shovel. <laughs> do the smash announcer voice? God, I love that man's voice, Xander Mobis. Shovel, Shovel Knight. That's the best I can do. Okay, it's almost that It doesn't have the. It's very good. Doesn't have the echo.
1: Right, we need to get I, the reverb I'm, on there. Yeah,
0: I I refuse to believe that he doesn't have that echo in his voice. That's not like post processing. He's just that echo. He can just
1: do that. He's
0: got a cavernous vocal system. <laughs> cavernous vocal system is my favorite punk band. <laughs> Are we going to talk about Shovel Knight or what? Um, I've actually said everything I've wanted to say. We aren't going to talk about storyline this time. No, I made that mistake last time, and you got mad at me. <sighs> I I said too much, and I spoiled Shovel Knight for her. I'm not going to do because it because I said else.
1: repeatedly this is a game that I can and am willing to play. And then you went, "How about I just tell you the ending?" And I was like, "Well, that's
0: not particularly cool of you." So see? You hear that, everyone? I spoiled Shovel Knight for. Yeah. Direct your hate to at Cozy Co-op on Twitter. So
1: I'm never going to play it again. Oh,
0: no. I'm
1: never going to dance again. Guilty
0: shovel's got no rhythm. <laughs> See, I made it work.
1: Never going to shovel again. <laughs> so, uh,
0: Guilty Knight. Ooh. Guilty Knight. <laughs> Ooh. Nice. Check out my band camp. (laughs) That'll be on there soon. Um, Do we really not have anything else to talk about? We've said everything. I mean, yeah. So it might be a shorter, it might be a longer. I don't don't have our clock in here, so I have no sense of time, much like virtual reality.
1: It is
0: 11.39. So how about we do that housekeeping, wrap things up and all that It'll just be a really short episode. Yeah. Because that's how long my patience is. I'll do nothing. I genuinely,
1: I like the show, you guys. I love you as listeners, (laughs) and I love to provide you with good content when we can do it. And despite the little hiccup of spoilerage, the last time we recorded this, it was very good, and we had a good time recording it. And it's just very frustrating when you have to try and go back and recreate that, and you don't, like, have a script. You no. just have show notes. My,
0: and, they're, and like, I made the notes, so they're not that understandable.
1: Yeah. It's so, kind of like... It, you kind of hold the information in your head and just put the notes down as guidelines, and then once you say it, you, like, info
0: dump and it's gone. It's, uh, what, what's that one game show to where, like, you can't say what the word is, but you have to try to get the other person to guess? Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, like when... I mean, there's many variations of that game.
0: That's like what my show notes are. It's just a jumble of words that all center around a central theme. Yeah. Anyway, how about some housekeeping? Sure. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode or a different episode, you can check us. No, you can review us. You've already checked us out. That's why you're here. You can review us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Positive reviews help us get seen by more people. You can also find us on Twitter at Cozy Co-Op Podcast. And you can email us at cozycoop at thelizardrock.com. If you want to suggest a game for us to talk about, provide feedback on something else, tell me how bad of a person I am for spoiling games. I'm so mad. It happens. Uh, Or if you want to tell us something interesting about what game we're going to talk about next, you can do so through the email or the Twitter. The news you heard earlier today can be found at thelizardrock.com. Let me say that more clearly, thelizardrock.com. There we go. (laughs) I write news there every day relating to video games and stuff. It's also where we host the podcast itself. If you want to support the podcast, you can check out thelizardrock.com slash support. Oh, hey, here's a bit of news. Uh, I think that was originally on here. Nintendo products can now be found on the Humble Store. Oh, yeah. So that's really cool. Yes. So...
1: You can get them at slightly if, discounted if you want to support.
0: I actually know they're the same price. Oh, are
1: they? <laughs> okay, yeah. Usually things are more discounted on the humble store.
0: Uh, normally, but it's it's Nintendo. It's Nintendo. Like this, this is a work. It's still a their good
1: sale step. price is like five dollars off.
0: <laughs> so you know, if you want to support the podcast and also get a Nintendo game, you can now all in one. Next week, next week's episode will be
1: Pokemon.
0: Pokemon.
1: Right. Okay. I Is
0: it Pokemon or Pokemon? What's the little thing above the e? Poke. Uh. Pokemon. Pokemon. I feel like that's just my midwestern it's accent poke. coming out. Poke. That oh, sounds Japanese. Pokemon. Pokemon. Okay. Pokemon. Pokemon. That sounds right. Yeah. Well, Poke- we're talking about Pokemon. Pokemon. I've been playing a lot of Let's Go recently, and that's got me excited for the franchise. I've been listening to you play a lot but of Let's Go. Every game is basically the same game, so we're not going to have one focus right. on one. Uh,
1: that's it for us today. Cozy up with us next week on the Cozy Co-op.
0: Outro music. I always enjoy our podcast time. Me too. If if fun, <laughs> can we get out of the closet now? No. Okay.
1: I'm just I'm too tired. I'm just gonna sit here.
0: But but I have business.
1: That's too bad. You should have completed your business.
0: I but there's always business. <laughs> Why can't you ever just focus on me instead of your business for <laughs> once? <laughs>